you are literally decaying from the inside and the outside your physical body is going to reflect that and your spiritual self your spirit is going to reflect that as well. Hey everyone, it's M. Welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. I make videos on healing. And welcome to today's video, why I'm vegan as a Christian. This is a two-part series of why it's important to me to be a vegan as a Christian. Part one being more scripture-based and part two being just my personal reasons, my personal journey, my personal choice. Part one, this video is going to be more about what God intended us to eat and how it's all based and rooted in scripture. So let's get into it. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, I like to read it objectively. I read it all in context. I don't take just one scripture that fits what I'm trying to explain or express because Sometimes when you do that, when you look at the full story, it really means nothing about what you're trying to make it fit. It's important to understand the whole story. So first and foremost, I do just want to put this out here. God gives us free will. He gives us freedom to choose what we want to eat. And he does this because he loves us. He didn't make us into robots. Why? Because that would be boring and not fun for him. If he just made us into robots to eat a particular way and to love him and worship him in this particular way, that's really not love. He wants a real deep loving connection and that's why he gives us free will. When we have the choice to come to him and love him, that's even better. He is the same way with our diets. He gives us freedom to choose what we want. But I do believe that God has given us clear and specific instructions on how to eat. The vegan plant-based diet really is, in my experience, the best diet, the best way of life that facilitates and allows a deep loving connection and relationship with God. I love you. The vegan plant-based diet prevents chronic diseases such as heart disease and diabetes, the leading killers in this country. And a lot of people say, oh, well, they eat, ate meat back in the Bible. And yes, they did. And we're going to look at some of those scriptures and some of those stories. I also just want to say you have to understand and realize the meat that we're eating now is not the same of what they were eating back then. Anyways, the meat we're eating today is produced in mass amounts, unhumanly amounts, and it is full of pesticides, hormones, chemicals, growth hormones, not even just the added hormones, but naturally occurring hormones. For example, uh, in, when we're talking about dairy, dairy contains casomorphine. Casomorphine is a naturally occurring chemical that's found in all dairy products, that's including cheese, ice cream, you know, milk, all of those things that everybody loves. Um, and it has the same exact molecular structure as the drug morphine. And the purpose of it is to um, comfort the baby cow when she is drinking, he or she is drinking milk from its mother. Because cows only produce milk when they are giving, when they give birth, just like humans. You know, you can't just extract milk from a human woman at any time. It's she only produces it when she gives birth. It's the same for cows. So cows are interfered with in ungodly ways, even raped to be able to produce more cows so they can produce more milk. So anyways, on casomorphine, what happens when we drink this natural chemical that comforts a baby cow? It comforts us. So when people say, 
I could never stop eating cheese. They literally mean it because they are literally addicted to it. Casomorphine, same molecular structure as morphine, you get addicted to it. And we are not meant to eat it as humans and to consume it. We're only meant to consume human milk when we were babies. That even means if it's grass-fed and organic, it still has these naturally occurring hormones. And I go more into this on my part two where I talk about my personal story. I had terrible hormone things I had to heal and eliminating dairy from my diet did successfully do so. Before we get into the scriptures, I do just want to make a quick note that I know so many of you are watching this video saying like, oh, I could never give up cheese again, regardless of the queso morphine thing. I could never give up fried chicken and all of these things. I've always eaten this way. You also have to realize that you weren't born with preferences. You weren't born coming out of the womb craving fried chicken from KFC. You weren't born out of the womb craving cheese. You only wanted your mother's human milk just for a little bit and when you grew up you wanted to eat more solid foods and you gain these preferences these unhealthy foods as you grow up from the world from what your parents are eating from what people around you are eating and you become used to it so as you're watching this video i know it might be hard like oh i don't i could never give up this this or that but we all have been there. I have been there too. I used to love cheese. Cheese pizza was my favorite thing. And you have to break that old programming and get used to eating the foods that God intended us to eat. The fats in animal protein, meat and dairy have cancer causing agents, especially when they are all processed. And we're just stuffing our bodies full of these all the time. Science shows us this in the China study uh, book, in the China study documentary. I think that's still out there. But what is fascinating is that although science can show us this, the harmful effects of animal proteins, meat, and dairy, the Bible has already proven this many years ago. Meat constricts your blood vessels, allowing less oxygen to get through your blood flow. And this makes you confused, it makes you tired, it can make you irritable, it can make you feel fatigued. And I think the Bible shows us many instances, particularly where there are feasts that contain a lot of meat, and people who ate a lot of meat in the Bible made bad choices. I know what you're thinking now, well, Jesus ate fish and Please stick with me all the way until the end of this video because I am going to touch on that as well. Plants, fruits, legumes, seeds, all of these things contain all of the phytonutrients, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, and everything that you already need. Plant-based vegan diet is the healthiest diet. It is the diet that prevents heart disease, diabetes, even dementia, vegans live longer and overall have the lowest risk of chronic diseases. It's hard for me not to go into the science of why the vegan diet is the best diet for humans. This video is about plant-based diets in the Bible. So if I need to make a part three of the series about the science-based evidence, please let me know. I just thought maybe some of you guys wouldn't be interested in it and more of you would be interested in um, you know, God's intention for us. So we're about to get into some of the word, but first Jesus said when two or three of us gather in his name, he is there among us. So his presence is here right now with us. So Jesus, as we are getting into the word, please just touch us, bless us, give us your wisdom. 
Um, just give us the spiritual discernment and give us the truth. Let everyone who watches this video just be inspired a little bit at least to be healthier and to live a good, healthy lifestyle. We thank you, Jesus, for all you have done for us on the cross. It is the biggest blessing in all of humanity. So Jesus, please let that be our reason and our motivation and our drive to take good care of our bodies because you love us so much. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So if you believe that God wants us to eat meat, I just kindly ask you to please stick with me all the way through this video and um, ask your questions and make your comments after. So let's get into it starting from Genesis. Hey, hey, woo, hey, hey, I like that. So when God created the earth, everything was perfect. Everything was just wonderful. There was no sickness, no disease. There was no death. Everything was just perfect. So I'm going to read from Genesis 1, 28 through 30. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and had dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with its fruit, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food, and so it was. So let's break that down a little bit. God said, Have dominion over the earth, meaning take good care of it. Dominion does not mean exploit, abuse, and kill, which, by the way, if you saw footage from what happens in a slaughterhouse and animals who are farmed for meat, you would never want to eat meat again. It is horrific. And in my mind, this is absolutely killing and exploiting and abusing what God has given us. So in Genesis 1:27, it says, God created man in his own image. So if God created man in his image and then God told Adam and Eve, here, have dominion over the earth. Do you think that God would exploit, abuse, and kill and just harm the earth? To me, that means God has the same expectation for man that implies that he will use the earth wisely and with responsibility and govern it with care and love in the same way that he governs and cares for us. So let's keep breaking down that verse a little bit more. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food, and every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God has given us and the animals every plant and fruit for food. There was no death. There was no killing animals. Everything was perfect. No death. This perfection only lasted until sin came into the world. So what happened then? God gave Adam and Eve one job. Don't eat that fruit over there. Only one tree. Forbidden fruit. Totally forbidden. Don't eat it. Everything else, the whole earth is yours. You can have it. Don't eat that one thing. But Satan came in and tempted Eve with food. Hold on to that thought for a little while. I'm going to bring that up again later, how Satan uses food to tempt us. It wasn't just Eve and Adam that fell into sin. It was the total human race. It 
totally and completely change the entire way the world function and our lives even today. Sin brings evil, evil brings death and decay. Sin brings evil, evil brings death and decay. So now that there was sin, there was evil, and now there's evil, and now there's death and decay. Now this beautiful, perfect thing God made, what we had going on here is just full of evil, death, and decay. So God is faced with a choice. Does he, you know, wipe the earth clean and start with a fresh slate, start over from scratch, or does he try to remedy this issue? Well, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and that whoever believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life. God chose to remedy and fix the problem because he loves the world. And again, there will be no death, not perish and have eternal life. Jesus took the sins and the curses of the world so that we can go back to this beautiful and perfect way of living, just as the way God intended it. In fact, the prophet Isaiah years prior prophesied that the coming Messiah, Jesus, would do exactly this for us. In Isaiah 11:6, it says, The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion, and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them, who is Jesus. Even these meat-eating animals won't want to eat meat anymore. Everyone will be in perfect union again, and there's no need for killing and death. Again, in Isaiah 65, 25, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all of my holy mountain, says the Lord. And I think real quick, this point, just to touch on animal sacrifice. I didn't really want to get into this too much because animal sacrifice is no longer applicable anyways because we are in the new covenant since Jesus has taken all of the sins of the world already, but back in the day they would kill animals if they committed a sin in order to become more clean and pure. But in Isaiah 66.3 it says, He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb is like one who breaks a dog neck, dog's neck. And here he is talking about the Old Testament Levitical ways of worship. So God is saying, like, I don't care anymore. Like, you're more in love with the laws than me. If you kill an ox, you might as well kill a human. And me, it makes no difference to me. That was back in the Old Testament when they thought that they had to kill animals for sacrifice. That is not even any more applicable. God is not concerned with you killing animals in order to purify yourself. They called Jesus the last lamb for a reason. He was the last one who shed blood for us, which is more than enough and all we'll ever need. I just think it's beautiful that prophet Isaiah was prophesying about the coming Messiah and how beautiful the earth will be again, how beautiful there's no more killing, not even meat-eating animals will desire to eat meat anymore. There's so much peace and beauty on the planet. So in Genesis, God told Adam and Eve what they could eat. And he said, you can eat the fruit of the trees and the seeds. That is so full of antioxidants, phytonutrients, minerals, vitamins, everything we need again. So what are some of the fruits that you love? I love mangoes, papayas, bananas, blueberries, raspberries, honeydew melon, cantaloupe, watermelon, strawberries, blackberries, 
so many delicious fruits, plums, peaches. So indulge and eat in all the fruits you want. Even the sugars within the fruits are very good for you. They are nothing like the isolated sugars, meaning the sugar that is um, extracted, which is the sugar that we use for baking and to put into sweets and stuff. You don't want that sugar, but we do want the sugar of fruits. And dates are amazing. If you never had a date, you need to try one. They taste like little caramel candies and they're actually very good for you. And they even kill parasites. They are so full of fiber and they can clean out your digestive system. Fruits just are so healing, detoxing, cleansing, and energizing. Blueberries are one of my favorite fruits because when you freeze them, they're one of the only fruits, well, along with other berries that actually hold their high amount of antioxidants when frozen. So eat a lot of blueberries and have beautiful, youthful skin for so many more years. Plant-based foods help you to feel good. And when you feel good, you have a better relationship with God. You're able to interact with God on more of a spiritual level. And we see that in some examples in the Bible we'll touch on in a bit. In 3 John 1, 2 through 4, it says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. John told us that he prays we are in good health. God told Adam and Eve what they should be eating because it is not only good for their physical health, but it is good for their spiritual health as well. Food really determines our level of spirituality. Food clearly interacts with our spiritual health. God also told Adam and Eve to do the upkeep in the garden. Get some physical activity. Your food and physical activity are keys to good health. What happens if you're just sitting on your butt all day long and you are just watching TV all day and you're eating McDonald's all the time and eating junk food all the time you are going to gain a lot of weight and you're going to start looking, your skin is going to look more aged quicker and that is because you are literally decaying from the inside and the outside, your physical body is going to reflect that and your spiritual self your spirit is going to reflect that as well. So get off your butt, do the upkeep in the garden, get some physical activity, eat well, eat plants, eat fruits, eat seeds, and be in good health, just as John prayed for us. Otherwise, you're gonna be in high risk of disease, diabetes, heart disease, and all these other diseases. Now, remember what I said when Satan used food to tempt Eve? Well. Thousands of years later, when God is remedying this issue and bringing the Messiah who's saving the world, Jesus, he deals with a similar issue. However, he just handles it way more cool. In Matthew 4, 3, it says, And the tempter came to him and said, If you are really the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Then Jesus replied, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. He didn't need to prove himself to Satan. Years prior, the prophet Isaiah prophesied exactly how the Messiah would handle this situation. He says he will eat clean food so he knows how to refuse evil. Jesus ate very little. He even fasted for 40 days. Jesus ate very little. So let's wrap up this section in Genesis and move on to some other biblical reasons to be vegan. So God did not bring animals here on earth for us to exploit, kill, and abuse. I believe God brought us animals to have companions 
I mean, he told Adam to name the animals, just like you would name your dog. That is so special. I don't know about you, but if you've ever had an animal companion, it is such a beautiful friendship. And the truth is, you know, a pig, cow, chicken, they're exactly the same as a dog or a cat. There are people in China and Korea who do actually farm dogs and cats the same way we do pigs, cows, and chickens and other animals. And they don't see a problem with it, but over here in America, we get so emotional when we see this. Oh my gosh, how could, you know, Koreans and Chinese like farm animals like that? Like that's a dog, they deserve to be in a home. But the truth is they don't see the difference because there is no difference. Pigs are just as smart or if not smarter than your dog at home. They are sentient beings. They feel and have emotions. When a baby cow is separated from its mother, which happens all the time because, you know, the dairy industry wants the milk from the mother to sell to you. So they don't want to feed it to the baby they separate them, the mother cries for the baby and the baby cries for the mother. So can you imagine, you know, being put in that situation? Animals are the same and, you know, if you don't think it's okay for someone to eat your dog or cat at home, or if you think it's not okay for people to eat dogs and cats in other countries, then you really shouldn't be eating pigs, cow, and chicken and or eating dairy because the dairy industry is the meat industry. They exploit the dairy cows even worse and then they are sent off to the slaughterhouse for meat so you know you can't eat those animals if you don't believe it's right to eat cats and dogs moving on let's talk about our bodies as temples for the holy spirit in first corinthians 6 19 it says this or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit with in you whom you have from god you are not your own just like god told us you know what to eat since the Garden of Eden, Paul is telling us to treat our bodies as living temples of the Holy Spirit. Before, there were certain temples you could only go to to access God, but now we are temples of the Holy Spirit. This is a holy place, a place of worship for God. It is a precious, sacred, holy temple. When you go to pray, you bless your food. God, please bless this food before us. Da, 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 da. But I was thinking, you know, when I used to do drugs and drink alcohol, I would never want to bless those substances before I took them in because I knew that God wouldn't bless it because it's not what God intended for me. So although you may bless your food if your plate is full of meats, um, my personal belief on that is, you know, can God truly bless that if he doesn't want you to have it, if he knows it's going to cause you chronic diseases? And when people do get a chronic disease, when they do get cancer or, you know, heart disease or something, they say, why me? But the real question is, you know, why didn't I live the way God told me to live you know why didn't I pray for wisdom why didn't I ask God to reveal the truth to me about how I should eat and how I should take care of my body why haven't I realized that my body is a living temple for the Holy Spirit why haven't I treated it as such in 2nd Timothy 3 4 it says in the last days we will be 
lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. As mentioned before, people say, oh, I can't live without fried chicken. I can't live without cheese. I can't live without this. If you can't train yourself and break that old programming and the way you grew up of only liking junk food, only liking fast food or whatever, then and you're only choosing to eat the foods that you're used to, maybe you are a lover of pleasure. This is not good in God's eyes. Don't be addicted to food and don't be gluttonous. In Proverbs 23, 20 through 21, it says, don't even hang out with the gluttonous meat eaters. This takes me back to the beginning of the video when I mentioned that meats and dairy, animal products, they constrict your blood vessels, blocking the flow of oxygen, make you confused, tired, fatigued, and irritated. A lot of you know the story of the golden calf, where they worship the golden calf. Worshiping an idol is a big no-no. That happened after a festival where they ate a lot of meat. In the book of Numbers 11:4 through 31, that whole section, God gave them manna to eat. It was a miraculous food from heaven, and they didn't want to eat it. And they complained and they said, I want meat, I want meat, I want meat. And they demanded meat. Of course, our God being the loving God that he is, he gave them what they wanted. So he sent them quail, I think. And when they ate the quail, they had the meat in their mouths, God buried them. So although God gave them the desires of their heart, they still suffered the consequences. To me, this makes me want to be very grateful for what God provided for us. Okay, God gave us, you know, the vegetables, he gave us fruits, he gave us seeds, all these things. So that's what I'm going to eat. That is what I'm going to be grateful for and I am not going to complain. Thank you. The book of Daniel. Daniel was recruited to work in the kingdom of Babylon and he was pressured to eat in the way that the king ate, which was a lot of meat. And he said, no, 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 just let me have only vegetables and water. That's all he wanted, just vegetables and water. Give me 10 days and compare me. And 10 days later, he had a higher level and in 10 days, he proved to be not only healthier, but he had more mental agility and higher spiritual gifts. Delicious. That spiritual gift was interpreting dreams. So again, that goes to show that not only eating vegan and plant-based is good for your physical health, the health and mental agility, but also for your spiritual health. Maybe you will get more spiritual gifts like dream interpretation. I know when I first started going vegan, I started having way more deeper dreams that felt healing like i was getting access to more uh areas of my subconscious brain where i could find places where i need healing and oh wow this person i'm still thinking of in my dreams i need to forgive them and then i would have more prophetic dreams about people and things like that so physical health mental health and spiritual health vegan diet best for you let's talk about fish and locusts. when people find out i'm vegan the first thing they say is oh well jesus ate fish <laughs> no no people no refer no to Luke 24 43 where jesus ate fish and yes he did eat fish but if that's all you get out of that message i think you're completely missing the message this isn't a teaching on you need to eat fish this is a teaching on Jesus is truly God. So he was resurrected from the dead and people were concerned, oh my gosh, are you just like a spiritual being? And he said, go and get me food. And they handed him a fish and he ate it. And he ate that fish to prove that he was not a ghost or a spiritual being, that he was human, he was living in the flesh again. And he did come back from the dead as 
a living human. Referring back to the time of Genesis where there is no death, eternal life, Jesus rose from the dead. That is the message from that scripture, not eat fish. And again, just thank you, Jesus, for being our King and Savior. Another one is people will say, oh, John the Baptist ate locusts, those little bugs. And I don't know why people would try to defend that anyways. Like, I don't know anyone that would actually like to eat that. <laughs> it seems kind of gross to me. But anyways, this could be referencing the locust uh, beans from the locust trees that actually grow in the Middle East. Reason being is because John the Baptist was an Essene, and Essenes were strict vegans, vegetarians. I'm getting ready to wrap up this whole video. I just want to touch on really quick, God just simply loves animals. I mean, he created them. He created animals. Of course, I want to respect his creation. I feed the birds outside and I just love listening to their songs and just hearing them sing and feeding them. It's just so beautiful and peaceful. Like I love respecting his creation. I don't ever have the desire like, oh yeah, God gave me dominion over these. Let me kill these birds. Hosea 2.18 says, and I will make them a covenant. Covenant is like a marriage, a perfect, sacred, legal union. I'll make them a covenant on that day with the beast of the field and the birds of the heavens and the creeping things on the ground and I will abolish the bow and the sword and war from the land and I will make you lie down in safety. Ecclesiastes 3.18 I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. We are the same as beasts on an emotional and sentient level. Proverbs 12.10 Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Consider, care, and have compassion for your animals. God gave us the animals of the earth, have dominion over the animals, so they are in our care. If you're righteous, have regard for your animals. Don't exploit and be wicked to them. Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds in the air. They never sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. God is looking out for the birds just as he's looking out for you. God loves his animals. He created them. Those are just a few that I know of. I know there's a ton more out there. So if you have more, share them with me in the comments below. In conclusion, eat simple. Fruits, plants, legumes, seeds. It is very clear that it is good for our physical and spiritual health. It helps us to fight temptation which closes the door to evil and prevents death and decay, chronic diseases. Jesus ate very little fish, and if he did, it wasn't to teach you to eat fish. He was making a point. It was to prove that he is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. Look at the whole picture. This is why I spent a lot of time in Genesis, because it was God's intention for us to live healthy and to eat plants, fruits, and seeds. Do not be a glutton, eat a little less, and the vegan diet is the best way to prevent diseases. Now I invite you to post your comments, your thoughts, your questions below, and if you enjoy this video, please give me a thumbs up. It helps my videos get recommended across YouTube, and subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell for more videos, and I'll meet you over in part two where I share my personal experience in being vegan and how it has benefited my life.